0: Welcome to the Hair of the Dog Podcast. I'm Nicole Begley, and today we are talking all about style. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog Podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hair of the Dog podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Bagley, And today we are talking about dialing in your style. Now, style is one of those things that is, wow, just overwhelming. I think a lot of times we get into pet photography because we love photographing animals or dogs or horses or whatever we're photographing. And we see other things that we love and we're like, oh, man, I wish I could create work just like that too. But we're not sure how to start to get there. And then we're really completely lost at how we can ever possibly create our own style. So what happens is a lot of people end up copying whatever the most popular types of work in the industry are at that particular time, which is really kind of a bummer because we all have something amazing to share inside of us. And one of the reasons I believe strongly that if we have this desire to learn animal photography, then we have a unique voice that wants to come out in our animal photography as well. But Often we just don't know how to do that. And quite frankly, you can't really come out of the gate with your own style because we have to actually build our style in foundational, kind of foundational way. If you look at any artist, I'm pretty sure they didn't just pick up a paintbrush or pick up um, a hunk of clay and throw it down on the potter's wheel and then all of a sudden start creating this amazing, unique work, right? It's always a journey. It's always a process. Animal photography is absolutely no difference in that we start in one area with, you know, none of us were born knowing how to use a camera. None of us were born knowing any sort of artistic rules or you know what any of these composition rules and things like that these are all things we learned as we went and so we we all have to follow that same path so i wanted to record this episode today to kind of give you a little bit of the path forward and kind of explain a little bit about how this style evolution usually goes, because I don't know, for me, I know it took a good six or seven years until I finally found my style. So I don't want you to think this is going to be a quick overnight process. It takes some time, but there's a lot of minefields that we can kind of step in along the way. So I want to help steer you away from those. So, let's talk briefly about what this process usually looks like. If you're starting out, very very new in the world of pet photography and you're just getting out there and you're looking around and seeing work that you love and you're like, "Man, I would love to create something like that." So, how do we get started doing that? And that usually is by copying, right? We're like, Oh, I like that. I want to create that I try to make that and you know, there is a place I believe in the world of learning for copying, but there is not a place in the world of photography or really any artist uh, genre for copying and then sharing as your own. So let me explain how what the difference of this could be. The, the difference is when we're starting out, we see something that we like. What I recommend you do is to say, oh, I like that. Let me try to create it for my own education. And it's not me trying to create this thing that somebody else created and then sharing, oh, look what I did, look what I did. Because that is where it starts to cross the line. And that is what happens when everybody sees this one or two types of work and they all try to pile on and do the same exact thing. And then all of a sudden the entire industry, everybody's creating the same thing. And it's just not really unique. And I know you have more of a unique voice in you. So what I recommend you doing is finding these different techniques and learning this technique and then breaking down this technique and breaking down that technique and and learn to create, to replicate a photograph so you can learn the technique, but it's for learning. And then that replication stays on your computer and it's not being shared. Or if you're sharing, you can say, oh, I'm uh, you know practicing a technique, I was inspired by so-and-so. Like, just give some credit. But then this is where the magic is and this is what's really important. Important, is that as you learn different techniques, then you can start mixing and matching these different techniques so that you are starting to create something unique. This is the place that a lot of people don't necessarily get to, but you know what? All the people in the industry that I have seen that have found lots of success, oh, they've all gotten to that point. So if you want to find success, I believe it is 100% imperative that you start to find some, you know, start to find a unique spin to your work and how we can start to do that. Like I said, we do that by breaking things down. Like that's how we learn. We learn by copying. As a kid, you learn by saying what your mom said, like we say, truck, tree, you know, we point out all these things, because our parents are doing the same thing. We're copying what they're doing. We're copying what they say, we're looking at what they say, what they point to, and we're saying the same word. That is how we learn. We also learn by someone, you know, we see everybody walking, we start to learn how to walk. Uh, You know, it's just, it's repetition. And it's doing something that's already done before. So that is just the learning process. But as soon as we have learned that process, then it is time to start to make it our own. Now, one of my favorite exercises for starting to kind of deep dive into what you actually love, like what you might actually be drawn to, you know, the, the work that might make your heart sing that you don't even know it yet. you you probably have no idea because we tend to look for inspiration in the same genre that we're shooting. And I think that is one of the uh, most challenging, worst ideas <laughs> that we can have is looking for our inspiration in the same genre that we are photographing. Instead, this is my homework for you from this episode. Please, please, please. I can't tell you how many people have done this exercise and how many people have come back to me and said, oh my gosh, Nicole, this was so awesome eye-opening. What I want you to do is I want you to go to Pinterest. You can go really anywhere where there's a lot of imagery, but Pinterest is a great place to do this. Create yourself a little board. It can be a secret board. You don't have to share it with anybody. And then I want you to start pinning images you love. Here's the catch. Absolutely zero animal or pet photographs on that board. I want you to pin Other work that inspires you. Other types of photography. You can search wedding photography, high school senior photography, fashion photography, commercial photography, um, you know, Photoshop painting, Photoshop compositing. Like just look for different things. You can also search happy photography, moody photography, high key, low key, studio photography, on location photography, flash photography, natural light photography. Start looking for all of these different. Kind of things. Just start searching landscape photography, fine art photography. I mean, pick any adjective and put it in there and start searching. And then when you see things that catch your eye, just start pinning. Don't give it any thought. Just start pinning all the ones that catch your eye. And I would do this to you. Have at least 20. I mean, it's a pretty fun rabbit hole. So stay down there for a bit and maybe get 30 or 40 different images. And then you'll have all of these images and you can go ahead back to that Pinterest board, bring them up on a big screen, look at them all and ask yourself, where are the commonalities amongst all of these images? Like, what am I drawn to? Is it a use of color? Is it a certain type of light? Is it a wide angle feel, a more like artistic or shallow depth of field feel? Is it the storytelling? Is it negative space? Is it, you know, whatever, a certain color palette? Start to look at the commonality of the different images that you pinned and that is going to give you a little bit of a glimpse into where you might want to start taking your work and where you might want to explore new techniques and then you can look for places to learn those techniques. And the academy, we have guest artists, we have lots of different editing tutorials. On YouTube, there is a world of different editing tutorials you can explore or shooting tutorials tutorials, you know, just start finding different ways to learn some of those individual pieces. So maybe look at that big group, pick out three or four common traits, and then learn those individual tasks, like learn those individual, you know, the, the techniques for how to do them. And then can you start mixing and matching those techniques? And creating something completely unique, what other ideas do you have? Can you keep a little notebook where you jot ideas? I have a Trello board when I have just like random ideas for random interesting either techniques or really like um, composites or print competition images or just different things that I just kind of jot down there. Because here's the truth I used to tell myself that I'm not creative. For a long time, probably until about four years ago, it was, you know, hey, I'm Nicole. I'm really good at business. I'm really good at the business of photography. And I do believe that if we are going to have a business, we all need to be business people first. However, I would then not feel secure in my artistic ability or my creativity because I felt like I just was never really creative. And I think a lot of us can feel that way because we were all born creative, right? Like when you're in kindergarten and preschool, you're just taking the colors, you're smearing them all over the place. There is no part of us that is second guessing our creativity. We loved to create. But then something happens as we grow up, whether it's um, an offhanded comment, you know, not on purpose, not malicious from a parent or a teacher telling us to, you know, focus on something more practical or artists don't make any money or, you know, whatever it could be, just this one little tiny offhanded comment that didn't even mean anything from like an aunt when you were three could have totally changed the trajectory of your self thoughts with your creativity or... Or how creative you think you are. But here's the truth. We're all born creative. And creativity is not something we have or don't have. It's something that we all have inside of us, but it has been pushed down in many of us. So the best way to start to bring it back is to create, is to practice, is to brainstorm, is to go down this Pinterest rabbit hole of finding things that inspire you. And then you can start to reclaim that creativity again. So well, this is part two of your homework is to have and it could just be that same Pinterest board or another one just to have a place or a Trello board uh, or a, a physical notebook where you can keep ideas for things that you want to do in your photography and you know every once in a while, once a month at least once a quarter go out and try something new because it's really really easy to get in a rut of doing the same thing again and again and then just you know getting really comfortable with it and not continuing to push the envelope. That's one thing that I actually really enjoy about print competition is it's not about competing with other people, but it's actually about pushing ourselves to create something new, to create something better, to you know improve what we have done in the past. So just find a, a motivation, a way to continue to practice that creativity. And I promise you that creativity will continue to to grow. Well, one other thing I want to talk about before we go, and that is really the curse of the artist. <laughs> and I hear so many photographers telling me that they're not creative, their work stinks, it'll never be where it needs to be. And um, I look at it, and I'm like, mm, this is pretty darn good work. I don't know what you're looking at. Do, do you have eyes? <laughs> because my eyes say this is lovely. But As creatives, we tend to be hardest on ourselves and it can be pretty challenging sometimes to kind of get past that. So one of the easiest ways to do that, of course, just keep on creating and then just know, give yourself permission that, you know, not everything has to be perfect. Because I think that happens a lot too, where we're scared to try something new because it might not work out. It might not end up as we had hoped it would so that we just don't try because we don't want to fail. But what is failure? I mean, it's just learning. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it every time you try something new, you're going to usually take a few times to start to perfect it and start start to get better at it. So, if you start doing that now, then you will reach that mastery level faster. And just know, just know those feelings of self-doubt, those feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm not cut out for this. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. Those are normal. And we all have those and we all go through them. And um, you know, you're not alone there. So I think one of the biggest ways to combat that is just get back out there and start creating. And also sometimes you can't wait for the motivation to come because I think This is a fallacy too, where people wait for motivation. They're like, well, I'm not motivated to create. But what if, what if that's actually backwards? What if once you get out and you start creating, whether you feel motivated by it or not, but you get out and do it, what if that causes you then to feel the motivation? (laughs) What if getting out there and doing the creativity, just getting started, putting one foot in front of the other is actually what leads to our motivation? Because I know I found that to be true quite a bit. So... That's my homework for you this week, guys. It is to go ahead, make that Pinterest board, find different things and inspire you that are not pet photography, and then go and try some new things. And if you're very early in your journey and you're still learning those basics, you know, it's okay to break down an image that you love to learn the technique. But remember then to keep learning other techniques so you can start mixing your techniques together and you start to create something that's incredibly you and unique and amazing and gosh we would just love to see it. So I would love to know if you guys have any breakthroughs from this. If you guys do that Pinterest exercise, let me know what you find out. You can let me know on Instagram at Hair of the Dog Academy, or you can let us know in our Facebook group and our podcast community. If you just go to haerofthedogacademy.com slash FB group, it'll take you there. But I would love to know what takeaways you guys have from this week. I'm going to keep it quick so you can go spend more time on Pinterest. Happy pinning. (laughs) Enjoy that rabbit hole. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it up there on your Instagram stories. And be sure to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And we would just love to see how you're listening. And uh, full disclosure, Sometimes we just like to give away a little pet photographer swag in the form of Hair of the Dog t-shirts and sweatshirts. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and share that screenshot of this episode. And don't forget to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And while you're there, maybe you want to jump on over to our account and see what we're up to on the gram. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the links that we shared in this episode, as well as any additional related resources, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 93. Once again, that's www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash the number nine and the number three. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.